0: Do you remember Serial Joe? I was just thinking it's of him. It's all a mistake. Yes. What the... He was that. such so a hottie at that No. No, yes, I bet so you he wasn't. You had a crush on you, him. I f- no. Remember we thought he was a twin? Yeah, it's possible. Um, I liked his spiky hair. I liked how he used his hair gel. And he probably wore a puka shell necklace. So that was I saw them.
1: Him. You them, saw him? At the <gasps> Calgary Stampede. And did, was he just in the crowd like a no? He was performing. Get out of here! And guess who else I saw that same stampede Nickelback. I was
0: about to fucking say Nickelback. <laughs> Why didn't you let me answer? <laughs> Can I get a nickelback?
1: Can I get it? What concert costs? <laughs> Wait, I gotta think about the math. <laughs> I have a joke. What console? Did what you a concert calculator costs twenty cents? No,
0: <laughs> wait. You're good at this. You should try stand up.
1: Twenty. <laughs> forty-five cents. Okay, I'm starting over. What don't concert? not any of that. What concert costs mm-hmm. forty-five cents? I don't know. Fifty-cent featuring Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> that was not that hard to figure out. <laughs> Dude, math is not my strong suit. No, I had to think about the joke. <laughs> okay, anyway. Do you want to hear the She's other like, joke I made up? Do you want
0: to hear a joke? Let me get my calculator.
1: Um, hi, Darla. Do you like my shrubbery? It is fake. Yeah, that's good. But you. <laughs> I'm just joking. Don't approve. No, I do love it. It's great. This is good. You guys, um, we're we officially have a Pod Lab. Pod Lab. We've um, moved from the closet downstairs <laughs> to a real room. A real room. We set it up. We got microphones. We've got a desk. We've got a fake plant. Yes. A skull with a skull inside of it. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the kids um, doing. Oh, blankets. We've got a sign on the door, two signs on the door. Yeah, it's some fan art. They may not have actually listened to the podcast yet, but when they're older, they definitely will. So now we can say, hey guys, welcome to the Pod Lab. (laughs) And... We are Radio Face. Radio Face stories. stories. Welcome back. Welcome back.
0: Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, 2021. That what up? That went by. That went weird. And <laughs> let's move forward. <laughs> We're just, we don't need to touch, everybody's touched on that. We don't need to touch on it. Everyone it has happened. Their own, it's behind us. Everyone of. has their
1: own experiences from last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll just keep it to ourselves. <laughs> If you want to
0: share, you can share. I'll listen. I, I'm Kezia great. won't, I'm great. but I will listen. I'm, I'm a great. listener.
1: I'm Kezia. I'm Darla. I like what you've done with your hair right now. I don't think it was on purpose. I feel like we're mirroring each other. We should do that. Mirror each other? Our hairstyles. In only Oh, one I've never dressing. seen you with a half bun. I don't have enough hair. Darla's been rocking the same ponytail since grade six.
0: <laughs> I was going to say it's a mom hairstyle, but I guess I can't now. No. If I've been, you've been rocking the dude, same ponytail. what style. else are you going to do? I don't
1: know. Okay. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that's you been It's probably
0: true. I mean, I did wear my hair down sometimes. Oh, my God. I can feel it moving. Because there's no girth You're to peacocking. it. You're
1: peacocking. It's I like your peacock. Cock, cock. No, it actually does look cute. So Darla's no, just put nothing. her, I can her feel hair it. into a half half bun. This is and exciting. It's really cute. I'm really glad we're talking about With this. With her orange pumpkin colored. It's mustard. Cream. I feel like it's mustard. That's not mustard dude. That's because pumpkin. It's, it's rust.
0: <laughs> it's rust colored. Rebecca's <laughs> nodding. I win that. Rust. It's rust. It's rust it's colored. It's rust. It's not I'm mustard. I'm also wearing my hamburger
1: necklace. Oh I forgot mine. <gasps> so Darla got me a Christmas present, it, birthday. yeah, birthday, Christmas friend present, and basically present. we have friendship necklaces.
0: Really, what happened is I saw it and I thought, oh my god, I need a hamburger necklace on my body.
1: Well, she <laughs> got the hamburger. We did a draw, and I got the French fries. Cause you, yeah, because we go together like a burger and fries. And then I wore it to work today. It was
0: the first day back at the school, and one of the teachers was like is that a hamburger on your necklace? And for a moment, I was like, oh, God. And I'm like, yes, it is. That's right. It's my BFF necklace. You got to wrap And she it. looked at me like I was 12. But I thought about actually <laughs> hanging it in here for us. Because if I'm not going to wear it every day, maybe I'll just hang it in here. And you could hang your fries in here
1: if you wanted. I mean, I think I'd like to wear my fries now. Oh, okay, that's,
0: hey, you know what? I want the world to see. Uh,
1: thank you. I absolutely. That's really cute. I'm surprised, though.
0: None of the children noticed today in my class. I thought they would. Oh, They're not observant. (laughs) They usually are. They observe the things you don't want them to observe is how it works,
1: actually. Right. Anyways. Like when
0: you're swearing a lot. No, I don't do that. I'm very professional. No,
1: not you. Oh. In general. (laughs) Yes. My brother, my niece, is two. She's currently learning to say big clock. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. And I'll just leave that up to your interpretation of how she says
0: it. It must be very similar to how Maya used to say, we got her one of those grow with me clocks or whatever, and it changes color when it's morning time and they're allowed to get out of bed. So it would turn green. She knows, oh, it's past whatever time we'd set it for, like seven. She can get up now. And so she said clock the same way I'm assuming your niece said (laughs) clock. And she would yell at the top of her lungs that her clock is green every morning, except that's not what she said.
1: <laughs> that's amazing, darling. I'm sorry, but your your half bun bobble is <laughs> distracting me. Let me you're, take it down. Okay, Darla's down. hair is like so soft and shiny and beautiful <laughs> that it's yeah. it's too soft and it's just it's, it's wispy its and own. thin. You mean? But it's thank doing you. Doing its own thing. It's
0: bobbling like your. That's why I can't wear. I can't. This is why I've rocked the same ponytail since grade six, as
1: you put it. You have. I love it. It's great. It's very you. You I, unique. don't ever do that again
0: Um, I want to tell you something that I learned Um, shout out to my husband he sent me an interesting piece of information now that I can't find that did you know at some point and I'll give you more details that here in BC people used to drive on the other side of the road what? yes okay I'm glad that you guys don't know 99 years ago British Columbia started driving on the right hand side so before that They drove on the opposite, like I guess like England. What? Yeah, isn't that crazy? So it was like, at one point, at midnight it would switch, and all of a sudden you'd have to, from that point forward you had to drive on the other side of the road. Can you imagine trying to figure that out? Figure it out. Yeah, imagine trying to remember that. Like, there's probably so many car accidents. Well, I, mean, th- I think there's probably way less traffic a hundred years ago, though. There was less cars. Carriage mm-hmm. accidents. Horse. Horses were just... Unruly horses. They get their lefts. They're dyslexic. <laughs> they don't know where they're going. <laughs> their hoofs. Their
1: hoofs are... Their on. hoofs were just flying around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, I, I mean, we probably sound like idiots right now because... Because we are? Yes. So that works out. And... Let me see. I do have a picture of it. That was really
1: interesting. That was very interesting. Darla. We used to drive on the other side of the road. Have you Have you ever drove on the other side? I
0: have not. Not on purpose. I have not. Have you? I have. Where yes. have, Where
1: in Australia was it tricky? And in South Africa, right? Um, honestly, no. For some reason, it like, just clicks. It just clicks when you're yeah. on the road. But I did find that, like, when I came back here, there was a couple times where I'd be driving and I would just like realize i was on the wrong side of the road so it was like more adjusting coming back which is super bizarre that is bizarre yeah sweet well should we
0: is there anything else you need to say i had a joke today that we've all heard but it came from a four-year-old so it was very cute go ahead he said what is a pirate's favorite letter r i was polite and did not interrupt him and i said i don't know what and he said (laughs) (laughs) "R," and it was adorable
1: I actually up um, came up with a lot of pirate jokes, too, on my own. Oh. I could write a whole book. Do you want to share some of this Would with Would you us? like
0: me to? I'm not sure, but yes. Okay, <laughs> yes. number
1: one. What does pirates look up at at night? Stars? Stars. <laughs> you have to say it like a pirate. Oh, sorry. <laughs> What do pirates get when they get in fights and have cut? Where do pirates go to have drinks? The bar. (laughs) What do pirates look up at at night? That's not the stars. (laughs) Mars. (laughs) I literally just made that one up. That was good. good. Oh, what do pirates not drive? Cars. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm getting like, the
0: hang of this book. We could write a book, right? I think we, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I mean, I guess we could. <laughs> That's it for now. There was like, that reminds me of the, I think it's a family guy one where there's a pig leg pirate. And he's like, what happened to your leg? And the pirate's like, oh, my dad was a tree. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he has a wooden leg.
1: Anyways, That's let's get away from the
0: pirate jokes, guys. <laughs>
1: Okay. <laughs> should we R- rock, paper, scissors?
0: RPS. Okay. Are we doing best out of three? No. That's how it always should be. I'm left-handed. I can't do this. Okay. We'll just, I can okay. do this. Okay, ready? Yes.
1: Paper, scissors.
0: Yes. Oh, what? Victory. I'm on a new roll. I let you in. I was going to say, did you, though? Because uh, that really makes no, me mad. No, I actually didn't. You... I was just very surprised Well, that you I. Won. you shouldn't be because I always pick scissors first. Mm you never
1: Anyways, <laughs> I'm just going to say that last time I let Darla win. No, she's lying to you guys. Okay, so this is your actual first <laughs> true win victory of all time.
0: One cold winter morning in January 1953, Albert Amos Tong, a Parks board crew member at Stanley Park, went about his work. As he stepped onto a pile of leaves, he heard a loud crack. He moved the leaves aside to find an old coat. And under this coat, he discovered two small human skulls. This is the story of the Stanley Park Babes in the Woods. Oof. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) I mean, like, what would go through your mind? Um, children. I would think it was... Okay. Yeah. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) I would think it was, like, fake, I think. Or, like, not like human skulls? I mean, I wouldn't think it was... I think I'd think animal, and I would think not real, before I went straight to, like, oh, look, children's skulls. I don't
1: know. I feel like in that you would, go, moment, would you jump to worst case I f- yeah I feel yeah. like in that moment your your gut would be like this is effing weird
0: yes so Stanley Park is a beautiful forested park that is a thousand and one acres did you know it's that big pretty big what? A
1: thousand and one that makes
0: sense though yeah it's a public park that borders downtown Vancouver in British Columbia the park is surrounded by the waters of Burrard Inlet and English Bay I'm guessing you've been to Stanley mm-hmm. Park I've been to the little miniature train with the kids, a Christmas train. Did you just did you walk through it? Um
1: I've walked through it a few times. I've biked around there At it's, night? Have
0: you ever done a night um, trip? Um
1: I've drove through there at night. I it seems feel like, like a pretty there's sketchy. A re- there's a really nice restaurant there that um, my dad took us to. That's I don't think it's there anymore, but but yeah, it's great.
0: So in nineteen seventeen the construction of the seawall and the walkway began and it took decades to complete. After multiple extensions over the years, Stanley Park boasts the world's largest uninterrupted waterfront walkway, measuring 22 kilometers, or 14 miles, in length from end to end. It's 22 kilometers? Mm Hmm, from end to end. It's pretty clear that Stanley Park has been an attraction for people for a long time. In the 40s and 50s, there was actually a popular zoo. Had polar bears! What? Yeah! I think it shut down in
1: 1996. Well, the Vancouver Aquarium is was back? in Stanley Park, I think. It's no more. No, it's shut down. It's gone? Yeah. <gasps> really? Yeah, it's gone. Which is we
0: read re- That must have been just, yeah. But I'm just surprised it didn't make it, hey? Although popular and beautiful, Stanley Park also has a dark side. Amongst the dense forest is a large homeless population. People suffering from mental health issues and drug addiction use the forest as their home. And violent crimes are rampant in the area. It is said that violent crimes are 16% higher in Stanley Park than the national average and that you have a 1 in 21 chance of becoming a victim just by being at the park. What? Yeah, although most of these
1: crimes do occur at night. I have heard that for sure. I just feel like if I was living in Vancouver, I wouldn't avoid it at night. But You wouldn't avoid it? I don't know. I feel like it's nice
0: at night. I feel not. like if I was going to go at night, I sure wouldn't go by myself. I would no, go in a sure. large group and stay in the lit areas.
1: I ain't scared. I'm scared. Let's go there
0: at night. <laughs> so these stats are like current, um, and this but the story I'm telling you is about is from the like late 40s and the fi- early 50s. There's lots of crime, robbery, sexual assault, and murder. So back to that cold winter morning. For reasons unknown, Tong didn't report what he would found that day Wait, in the who's park. Tong? Tong is the man that dis- stepped on the skull and oh, cracked okay. it and saw it. He worked for the Stanley Park. He was actually clearing the brush um, and the leaves out because for a fire safety, that's a fire hazard, so they do that often, and that's when he discovered the bones. So he didn't report them until the next day. Nobody knows why he waited. He's a bone collector. <laughs> I think <laughs> I honestly was like thinking about it. I think he's like. probably the end of his shift and he's probably like you know what i'm going home i'm not dealing with this now i'll have to answer all these questions i'm going home and having a beer i'm going to sleep and i'll figure it out in the morning i feel like that's probably what happened you can quote me on all that police began the slow removal of the earth that had grown amongst the remains it had been declared that they were two young children one smaller than the other
1: (gasps) what i was right
0: (laughs) Both skeletons. What
1: up? Sorry, it was a a pretty
0: good call. (laughs) Both skeletons had black leather belts around them, what around what was once their waists, and had both were wearing identical brown Oxford shoes.
1: Aww.
0: Yeah. Twins? Maybe. A woman's penny loafer shoe was found laying nearby the larger skeleton, along with a child's lunch kit and two aviator caps with goggles. Isn't? Can you like you know those? airplane hats yeah yeah it's like these kids were wearing those yeah a small hatchet was also found nearby the type that's often used by campers or roofers the city was shocked by this discovery and the media was quick to dub the children the babes in the woods why babes like babies or like yeah like babies and nobody knows like nobody knew who they were nobody was missing children The children's remains were taken to the morgue, where they are examined and reassembled by the pathologist, Dr. Harmon. Dr. Harmon estimated that the children are between the ages of 7 and 12. Both had holes in their skulls, which at first they thought were maybe done by animals, like gnawing in the bones. But they were then determined that they were from the hatchet. And the hatchet actually fit exactly into the marks of the skull. Yeah. Although both skeletons had been dressed in what appeared to be boys' clothes, the original case file was said that was probably one was a girl, and that was made by a doctor who was at the crime scene, but he's not actually a pathologist. So his initial assessment was it's a girl and a boy, and that stuck on the case file the whole way along, and even though it wasn't necessarily accurate. This error set the police off looking for a missing brother and sister, and that mistake affected this case for the next 45 years.
1: Well, 45 years?
0: hmm Police, who unearthed the remains, estimated based on the brush that the bodies had been sitting in the woods for approximately six years. Although some specialists now think the bodies may have been there a lot longer, making it quite hard to pinpoint when the murder took place. Poli-
1: Sorry, question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if the groundskeeper guy had been raking leaves regularly, how come it took him six years to find...
0: i guess they didn't do it in that area maybe i'm not sure that didn't say there must be a spot that yeah they neglected for a long time Mm. or maybe they don't maybe they didn't do that regularly maybe it happens every five years they do a big sweep of the brush i'm not sure police tried to get any information they could from the public but all led to dead ends over time the case went cold so nowadays evidence management is super strict they have, like, special bags that you have to store evidence in that prevent any sort of decay or erosion from what they're putting in there. But back then, they just literally put the bones in boxes. At some point, the remains made their way to the Vancouver Police Museum in the boxes, but they, because of acid erosion, they had been quite damaged, the bones.
1: Acid but, erosion.
0: Yeah, so, like, being in cardboard, I guess, the, sitting in there for a long time, it just eroded the bones away. Oh, okay. Yeah. At some point, the remains made their way to Vancouver Police Museum, and then they were even on display at the PE. Like the what? children's bones, yeah. Why? As a part of an exhibit. There's even a picture of it. So I think that's pretty messed up. Imagine it's not like they could ask anybody for permission to put their, their family members' remains yeah. on display, but maybe it was to bring attention to the case. I'm not sure. But I thought that was odd. Have you seen these kids? And it's just their bones? Yeah. <laughs> They actually have uh, re- remade like their, fa- their bone structure, and you can see what they would have looked like. So they have, I'll put that on our Instagram page. In 1996, unsolved homicide detective Brian Honeyborn reopened the investigation and reanalyzed the evidence with new technology. A doctor from UBC was able to extract DNA from the teeth of, from the children's skull. The results determined that the children were in fact two brothers, two boys, each having different fathers. This Whoa. changed the investigation completely. Dr. Honeybourne started searching for witnesses who had seen a woman with two boys in the park. Despite the crime occurring so long ago, he actually had some promising leads. I don't even know how you would ask people. This was people. How, how and it's, many This years is later, like though? 1996 now. Oh, so, this is
1: recently. Well, well more, sorry, not recently.
0: Many years after <sighs> yes. the actual initial, yeah. And so now he has to start all from scratch. I'm, I'm sure there were some witnesses maybe from before, so just to find the right kind of stuff that
1: was already marked down fit now with missing two boys it boggles my mind that there was no missing well because you know what there may have
0: been but they didn't if they're from further away that wouldn't have come up on their radar plus they were looking for a boy and girl missing they didn't even take time to match up with missing boys they were looking for a a boy and girl together right so they weren't looking in the right spot so some of his leads were a woman stayed in the New Haven hotel with two boys and then disappeared so there was a witness seeing that a woman from Michigan who hitched hiked to Stanley Park with her two young boys, and the boys were wearing aviation helmets. Another witness saw a woman, allegedly a prostitute, who lived with her father and two young boys in a house by the lighthouse at Prospect Point in Stanley Park. And another witness saw a woman and a man who were seen with two kids at Stanley Park with a hatchet. The woman was said to have disappeared into the woods with the kids and the man. She returned later only with the man, and she also had blood all over her legs when she returned. Whoa. So Dr. Honeyborne hopes that with the advances in DNA testing, he'll be able to track down a relative of the children. Several years ago, he decided to give the children a proper burial or resting place. He cremated the majority of the bones and released them into the sea during a small ceremony. He did save uh, crucial parts of the bones for future DNA testing, and they've actually considered using um, DNA databases like Ancestry or 23andMe to find their relatives. So resources from today's story are the Policemuseum.ca, Murder, Mystery, and Intrigue and Review, The Babes in the Woods. Uh, this is really cool. So this lady named Eve Lazarus, she's a author, and she has a podcast called Cold Case Canada, and she actually did a two-parter on this, which goes into a lot more detail than I have, um, but it's super interesting. And she actually wrote a book as well called Cold Case Vancouver, and it has a whole bunch of, like, five or six cold cases, of Vancouver cold cases, so I would check her out as well. Um, cool, huh? That's Eve Lazarus. Lazarus. And Wikipedia and area vibes for the Stanley Park crime rates information. And that's my story of the babes in the woods. Very cool, Dar. Still cold case. Darla. Thanks.
1: Hey, I got a joke. Oh. <laughs> it's a pirate joke. Uh-oh. What does a pirate name his daughter? Darla. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Did <laughs> You guys... Take notes. for making a buck. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) Thanks, Dar. That was great. You were very Um, welcome. Commercial time. Woo!
0: Since moving this week, we've had a little respite from Darla's ghost. She's still haunted. If you
1: listen carefully, you'll hear it. Enjoy the rest of the show. Okay, we are back. Back For my portion of tonight's dinner. (laughs) Okay. Do you remember hearing about... The underwater caves that connected Cameron Lake to Horn Lake yes, when we kids.
0: I have totally heard about that.
1: Okay, what have you heard about them? I've
0: heard that bodies, okay, cars crash into Cameron Lake, and then it's so deep that the cars sink to the bottom, and then the bo- it's so cold, the bodies are preserved, and then the bodies are all frozen, and they float through the tunnels to Horn Lake to grab your feet when you swim. What? That, I added that last you part You've heard that, okay. okay. But the rest <laughs> of it is what I heard.
1: okay. <laughs> yeah I remember hearing that they're connected and when there's like yeah. a plane or a car crashes the, the, the debris is found in the other lake yeah. okay so this is what I looked into cool and if you look at the kilometer like if you were driving from Horn Lake to Cameron Lake it's, it's about 44 kilometer drive okay but on a map if you look at how close they are to each other like through the forest or whatever it like looks a like a, about seven kilometers right which is actually still pretty long um well no if
0: you think like running westwood is six like you can be short for 6k or the line but i mean as 10K, far as like an underwater cave not that long. like a
1: seven kilometer cave
0: well i mean i wouldn't climb through it
1: no Sp- <laughs> Spl- but what water Sp- could rush stuff through it right sure i guess Cameron Lake was named after David Cameron, the first chief of justice on Vancouver Island. And it's about 477 hectares and about 4.77 kilometers long, 184 meters above sea level level, (laughs) level, (laughs) and 43 meters deep.
0: Okay, so the deepest point of Cameron Lake is
1: 43 meters deep. Yes, and legend has it. 43 meters? No, that's
0: not. 43 meters. 43
1: meters. It's not that deep.
0: That's like 43 steps.
1: No, it's not that deep. This what is what... Mean? No, you don't step a meter. Well, if you do, it's It's like 143-something like feet. Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not that deep. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, so, but legend out. has it, so this was another thing that I heard, that um, they can't actually find the bottom of it because it's covered in clay or, like... Ooh. Or algae or lake soot. I don't know what you call that. Or zombie bodies. (laughs) So that was another thing I heard. Did you hear that? They could never actually find. And I heard stories that they would take submersibles down there to Mm -hmm. find the bottom and they couldn't. Gross. So it's not 43 meter lunges down. But so it turns out that these are urban legends. Dang it. I searched far and wide and there's literally zero information supporting these claims. Crap. So there are no caves. Well I'm glad you chose this story. <laughs> <laughs> I was very disappointed but okay do you know what a cryptid is? Say this again. Cryptid. Krypton. Cryptid. Okay you're either
0: saying encrypted like no like a like a code on your
1: I'm not saying encrypted. Or you're saying
0: krypton, which is like what kills Superman. No,
1: I never said either of them. Can you spell it? I said cryptid. C R Y P T I D. C? Not a K? cryptid. Okay, I'm like just going to go ahead and say that you don't know what a cryptid is. <laughs> I was giving a real good go though. <laughs> good job. Okay, a cryptid cryptids are animals which have many followers from the crypto-pseudo scientific subculture. Right. Which is Naturally. which basically only exist um, of casual infor- information and evidence purely based on personal testimony. And other evidence not used by mainstream science. So basically, they are just people's personal stories, experiences, and like visual references. Is called cryptid. Is a cryptid. So things like Bigfoot, the Yeti, Chupacabra, Loch Ness Monster, (laughs) Ogopogo. Santa Claus. Those are cryptids. So they don't follow mainstream science. Okay, and they're purely based on people's stories. Oh,
0: okay, I'm with you now.
1: And there's different like subcategories of cryptids too. So there's like lake cryptids, and then
0: oh, this is great. Vice okay. versa, I'm with you. I okay. was lost
1: for a bit, but I'm back. I know. Sorry, I was the the like description that they used in the right. So I f- I felt like I had to say it because it was so obscure. Yeah. But basically, they're just um like. Make believe monster. Make believe monster. Well, it depends if you believe in it or not. That's right. Okay, so I don't know if you've heard of this, but Cameron Lake has a cryptid living in its deep, murky waters. I haven't. I did not hear about this either. Okay, bring it. So it is said to look like a sea serpent. There's d- a. Please cr- tell me you have a picture. Oh, yeah. Great. It's blurry, though. I'll describe it. Okay. There's a group of researchers that are strongly convinced about this serpent and they've been assembling the truth since 2009 and they call themselves the BC Scientific Cryptozoology Club. (laughs) So they have a club. (laughs) Can we please join? I was going to ask you because it sounds sweet. Imagine we go monster hunting. Yes. If we get t-shirts, I'm in. Okay. Okay. So locals in the area have reported seeing something massive rising to the surface and then disappearing. And no one's actually been able to figure out if it's a creature or a fish or an eel or something else, but they do agree that it's very, very big. So I just want to say that because I'm a scuba diver, I'm pretty sure eels are only in salt water, but I did look at it. And if there is a... If there happens to be a species of freshwater eels, they would exist that would exist in Canada, they would be on the East Coast okay. coming from the Atlantic Ocean, which is nowhere near no. us. Um, and then we have common species of fish in lakes that are trout and salmon, but they don't get very big. No. The largest reported lake trout um, was 5.4 kilograms, which is like 11 pounds. Yeah, but so I it's feel not like that big it's not that big. And I think they do like salmon get bigger in the ocean. or no, sorry, that was a kokanee salmon, not a trout, but still, not that big. And that was found in Arrow Lake okay. in two thousand and fifteen.
0: We have a year on when these sightings of the cryptid
1: Cameron Lake cryptid was yeah, getting to that. sorry, okay. <laughs> no, good, good question. <laughs> um and then have you heard of white sturgeons? Yeah, okay, so the sturgeons are actually. Like, a, enormous fish. They can grow to a thousand pounds. Ew! Ten feet long. Would they eat a person? And relics have been around for over a hundred years. No, I don't think that they would eat a person. I think they're like bottom feeders. That's disgusting. I mean, that's how. And I would. Um, I feel like a thousand pound anything is at risk. It might
0: eat a human. If that's I was a thousand, like thousand the pounds, size of I a might whale. get hungry. And like, eat how big are
1: whales? They're probably. A thousand pounds or more? Big. Like it's big. (laughs) Whales are probably more than. So, and they've been called a modern day dinosaur and have been around for, like relics of them have been around for at least 100 million years. They're so creepy. So they're like a super old ancient. Did you hear about the 500 year
0: old shark? There's a shark that's like 500. What? Yeah, it's still alive. It's got like. Yeah, you haven't heard of that? No, where is it? I don't know where they found it. Um, I heard it actually on another podcast, and then I looked it up, and it was, like, this old ass, it's, like, milky dye, cataract, gum teeth, like, 500-year-old shark <laughs> that's seen
1: everything and just had enough of their shit. Well, that is isn't a niche fact. Um, okay, so I would describe the um, sturgeons as l- kind of looking like a shark. They mm-hmm. have a pointed snout and bony plates that are kind of, like, kind of jagged. And it runs along the sides of them, and then they have like a forked tail. So, but um, the sturgeons are mostly found in the Fraser River and its many tributaries, and that's in the Okanagan area. So, some of the earliest sightings started in the '80s. Okay. Okay. So these cryptozoologists—that's relatively like a new. It's not like yeah, hundreds of years ago they see. It. It's just like, '80s. I don't know if you've ever drove to Port Alberni, but. <laughs> um, when you go like past Cameron Lake, mm-hmm. it's literally you just drive by it. like yeah, you don't really see much of, of the lake. Yeah, it's just a quick glance.
0: I don't know if it's because of the stories from when I was a kid, but I creeped out every time I drive by it. I know. So or I'm afraid I might like, all of a sudden my car is just going to veer yeah, off and drive directly into the lake. There's a just, very eerie feeling to it. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: it yeah. feels. It looks spooky. And, like, I don't know if you remember. The like, water's so
0: close to the road,
1: it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has an eerie feel. And there's, like, an old, next time you go, like, look up towards the back of it. There's like an old train. Oh, yeah. Train bridge there. And that's what I thought. Like the trains fell off the bridge into the lake. But and there's no information on that? I also heard that my dad thought my dad had told me that. I think there was a there has been a train crash and, and a plane crash, but there's not much information about them and there's zero information that they like turned up in Horn Lake. So, but who freaking knows? Okay, right. these crypto cryptozoologists are on it, and do we we're have joining to take a, like club. a
0: quiz to be a cryptozoologist. I don't. I think Is you there just like have, an online. I think you just have to be take? like
1: really fascinated by um because
0: crypto cryptozoologist that sounds like super
1: pro. Well, they're pro at what they do. Okay, so these cryptozoologists, monster hunters have <laughs> um so they've they started investigating this. The, the uh, monster in Cameron Lake. And there's a famous photo. And this lady, Bridget Hor- Horvath, she was driving by, saw it, just happened to have a camera, and pulled over and took this photo. So I'm going to show you the photo. It must have been
0: above water for a long time.
1: So it's really blurry, kind of, like, fuzzy, but I would describe it as it's, like, long... Um, it's it like does look like a solid thing, right? It's
0: just under the surface. Yeah. Like you can't really see it. You can just see the water coming off of it.
1: Yeah. And it like, it's creating like a little bit of a wake mm-hmm. and it doesn't look like it would be like a bunch of fish jumping out. Like it does look like one solid entity. Well, it's all one straight line. Yeah. And it's dark. And how long would you say that? In oh, that picture? that's hard to tell. I mean, like probably like at least 20. I was going to say seven, but seven i don't well, know i'm trying to, really hard to compare tell. it to
0: the trees behind and if someone was laying i mean that could be easily three
1: body lengths right.
0: long right or about okay. 27 right. lunges
1: yeah <laughs> 27, <laughs> 27 late night lunges <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah the photo's not very clear um we'll post it on the
0: yeah on the thing
1: and you guys can judge it yourself on the thing um the crypto guys that's what i'm gonna call them now Crypto hunters? Crypto zoologists. They say that an ordinary fish can't make that kind of a wake. So from this article in October 2009, the crypto guys set out to find this beast. So they're in a boat. They use a standard sonar fish finder and scan the whole lake. And then at one point it pings. And it reveals what appears to be a massive object in the middle of a group of fish about 22 meters down. Mm. So then they made four more passes over this object in a 20-minute span, and it didn't move. So it was unlikely that it was a school of fish. So I'm thinking, okay, how accurate are these? Like, what if there's a tree down there or a boat or, like, you know, would it pick that up? So I kind of briefly looked into that, and it said... That they're they're pretty accurate on finding fish, but if something was like down there that wasn't a fish, it would show an indistinguishable blob. So I mean,
0: let's just say. I
1: think it's just open to your interpretation at this point. Right. But I know that they're like pr- they're pretty accurate for for finding fish. But I but fish move right, so it would how it works is like this beam shoots down, hits the object, the fish comes back up, tells you how deep it is. Right. where it is. So they lost their underwater camera.
0: Conveniently. Smart.
1: So they couldn't <laughs> capture any footage. And then they concluded that they did not know what they found. Because they lost their camera. <laughs> Pretty much. We have no evidence. <laughs> um, and But it could have been a massive fish, but probably the biggest ever was what they said. <laughs> <laughs> so Adam McGurr from the BC Scientific Cryptozoology Club says, the types of things we were finding were much larger than your average trout. We're talking about items that might be 30 or 40 pounds in size. But still, that's not like a serpent. That's just a big trout. It's not a monster. It's not a monster. It's just a big fish. Yeah. So they were led to believe they might be dealing with a sturgeon or an eel. Uh, Personally, I'm going to ixnay the eel sturgeon probably pretty likely whatever it is the club is excited and have planned a more in-depth study and they say they want to get a submersible and go back down and so, so how maybe... do
0: we get in on this
1: well that's what i was gonna say so this was in 2009 that oh, they did gosh. this so they've either just not gone back or like they maybe got we got maybe are older we... and
0: moved out of their mom's basement
1: so they don't <laughs> do this anymore <laughs> maybe maybe we gotta revamp the operation Yeah, we should. uh, But um, I definitely will not look at that lake the same. No, it's creepier now. I know, right? It's a large sturgeon, Mm, water-serpent, eel, whatever. A flipper, a little snake. snake. (laughs) Um, So, some kayakers (laughs) on the lake have seen enormous. Crackers? Kayakers. Oh, (laughs) cracker jackers. (laughs) That's nice. Um, They've seen enormous fish jumping out of the water as if something was chasing them, and then. Mm. Um, this other man that was in the video that I watched said he's seen a large, a large group of trout running along the surface trying to escape something. I don't think trout run. <laughs> the visual I got. But that's what that's he amazing. described. They were running away from something. And he's like, I'm coming back. I got to check this out. I'm going to find that thing. <laughs> okay, so there's also been tons of Sasquatch sightings in the area and unidentified lights over the mountains. There's also hauntings, like Grandpa Bonnie, who... Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, Grandpa Bonnie? Yeah,
1: apparently he, like, smokes a pipe, and you can smell the the pipe smoke.
0: That's terrifying. I know,
1: right? And then there's also, like, ghost lights on the trails. Yeah, Grandpa Bonnie. But nevertheless, if there's a spot with all kinds of paranormal sightings, it's definitely Cameron Lake.
0: So what you're saying is we need to go camp at Cameron Lake. I
1: don't know if I... (laughs) Is that where you draw the line? You'll tell you camp
0: like... on Newcastle, Pete, make it screaming, axe okay. and things, but you won't camp at Cameron Lake.
1: Okay, I'm just gonna because put... of a wee little sturgeon. No, this is why. Because, like we just we mentioned earlier, when you drive by, you get that like eerie, weird, creepy feeling. Okay, so that is my gut telling me something is really messed up around here. I don't feel comfortable. Maybe. I would maybe camp there or go there. <laughs> I don't know. We're It'd camping agree. there is what I'm here. Yeah. So that's the story of the lake monster at Cameron Lake.
0: I thoroughly enjoyed that.
1: The <laughs> resources for this came from our trusty friend Wikipedia, greatriverfishing.com, ca, and ctvnews.ca article from October 4th, 2009. Love it. Yeah, you're a champ. Do we have a movie quote? Uh,
0: Send it home. Oh, shit. With a quote. I already was, Uh, what did I? Uh,
1: Do we have a woof of the day?
0: Oh, our woof of the day. We haven't said anything woof, woofy today. Woof, woof. A woof of the day is is the crep- crepid zoologists who drop their camera in a, out of a kayak Didn't and have no evidence.
1: Okay? Yeah, yeah. Or the guy, the witness, the eyewitness that's the were running across the lake. <laughs> was- a woof. Woof. I guess the wolf. He was a bit of a woof. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again, all of y'all. Yes.
0: Enjoy your late night lunging and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.
1: Yay. Or this week. Or next time. See you time. soon.